Hi, this is James Devine, and I am an educator who has come out of the trenches. Listen in as my friend and colleague Dana Goodyear shares stories and tips from other educators who have come out of the trenches. Welcome to the Out of the Trenches podcast. This is Dana Goodyear. Thanks for listening. My next guest is Dr. Gerard, Gerard Phillips Sr. He is a principal at the elementary school level in Delaware. He stepped into this role halfway through June of 2021 after being assistant principal at the same school since July of 2018. And in February, early February of this current year, 2023, he accepted the role of principal at his current school, David E. Robinson Elementary in Magnolia, Delaware. Gerard is passionate about developing positive public relations between the district school students, parents, and the overall community. Welcome to the podcast, Gerard. Greetings. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me on. Yeah. So, you know, we both have podcasts on the Teach Better Podcast Network. We'll talk a little bit about your podcast, the Squad Builder Podcast, uh, later on. Um, and we are all already connected earlier, um, you know, in this school year, we got connected through the T, uh, Better Leaders, Better School Mastermind as well. So I want to start off, with, though, with asking you uh, about a time you were in the trenches and managed to call out. Hey, I like to talk about my leadership journey there. At the time I was in the trenches, and I have to say it was from the year 2014 to probably 2016. I think it was close to two years in the trenches when I was a dean of students and was trying to get a assistant principal position. Mm -hmm. I was applying to everywhere in my state. I think um, I got it written down somewhere, but I think in a two-year time span, I think I applied to 95 positions ended up with about 15 interviews out of that to mm. get one job. And it was, it was tough knowing that day in and day out, I was doing the things to try to grow. I was, you know, participating in Voxer chats, Twitter chats, just connecting with people, mm -hmm. just trying to grow. Even the leaders that I was serving under anything that they were doing, I just was trying to soak it in. And yeah. I just was, I wasn't getting discouraged, but I just was like, okay, when is my time coming? And I'm just a man of faith. So I knew it had to come sometime. Um, it's funny because I still have a voicemail and I've had several phones since 2014, but I still yeah. have a voicemail in my phone from, I think it's June 30th, 2014 from, Principal Salome Thomas L. I reached out to him and let him know that I was going to an interview, and he left me like I'm. I, I'm like I'm never deleting this. He left me like a one minute forty eight second wow. voicemail encouraging me to not give up and to keep grinding, and basically saying success was around the corner. And yeah, uh, having people like that in my corner really helped me to dig out of the trenches and. That, that was tough because every time going to an interview, just, you know, not getting it and then learning from that experience and just trying to get better, trying to get better. Yeah. 
And I don't think that's talked about enough. Like I've been in that trench as well. And I highlighted a guest um, that I wrote about in my book as well, uh, Tyson Garden, who um, took as long as me to even get a leadership job in the first place. <laughs> but, you know, a few other guests I've had as well as you, you know, it's like, it's, it's a lot of us have applied like a ton of times, right? And had many interviews. And that's like, uh, for those listening, if you're looking for leadership jobs or doing a licensure program to become a principal, it's like, you know, it's just, it's about resilience. It's about like, you know, getting knocked out and getting back up, right? Yeah, because I, I, it's it's a very important note that because some people see like the things that I try to do and they think yeah. this stuff come easy. And I'm like, yeah. do you know how many times I got told no? And I'm riding on my way home and my wife's like, it's going to be all right, babe. Like, keep doing what you're doing. Like it. So when I see people that get like five interviews and then get one job, kudos, kudos (laughs) to you. Because that was not my journey. Like that was not. And I'm thankful for being in the trenches because it has really helped me to not take anything for granted. So everything that I do day in and day out, walking into a school, I, I take seriously. Like that's why. And some people mess with me about like you eat lunch late in the day. I do need to get better with that. But mm-hmm. like for the time I step into the school until the time I end, I take that serious. Like I yes. don't got time to be sitting around kicking a bobo with people and chatting it up. No, I'm in here to lead. Every, if I'm wasting minutes, that means there's some babies or some teachers not getting what they need. So like them trenches really made being in the trenches for them two years really made who I was as a leader. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as I mentioned, um, you got the principal job first in July of 2018. So you're going on your, uh, the 23-24 school, you'll be your six years as a principal, correct? No, um, uh, I was an AP from okay. 2000. I had two AP jobs. Um, okay. I was an AP from July 2016 until June, like June 2021. Okay. So, okay. So you're now on your second principal job, but yeah, you'll, you'll like go three into years. the fourth yep. year as a principal. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. And then I wanted to also ask, cause we both uh, have doctorates from Capella and you finished uh, about six months after I did. So you weren't in the same cohort, but mm-hmm. uh, you did the same. So did you do the EDD or the yeah, did it. Yep. Now I did an EDD. Okay. And so what, what did you focus on for your capstone? I focused on improving um, professional development by incorporating teacher voice. So um, what I did was I did some action research. Um, I had about about seven or eight teachers that really dug into the work with me. I looked at the I looked at the professional development that teachers were getting through their district, whether it be like PD days, um, weekly PLCs. And then I compared it to those same teachers getting involved with some, you know, some Twitter chats and some Voxer chats and seeing which one of them helped them grow or they felt like they had more voice in what they was learning. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because I'm like, that's one of my passions. I'm real, I'm real big on, you know, educators stepping outside of just what your, what your different district offers. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, I think that helps you become a more well-rounded educator and leader. So, I'm curious to see, because you can just kind of browse Twitter chats easily, but for Voxer, you know, I've been a member of some different groups on Voxer and I don't tend to 
look at it as often as I should. Yeah, <laughs> but like the Chase Better Podcast like Network is on uh, Circle now, but like, how do you become a member when you were doing your research? Did you become a member of these Voxer groups and then use some of the information from these groups? How did you kind of like gather your research that way? So I was already a member of certain groups, mm -hmm. but by me being, I was an assistant principal at the time, by me being assistant principal, the teachers wanted to, the teachers definitely were not going to be in the same groups I was in because a lot of the mm -hmm. stuff I was in was geared more towards leadership. So they found some, you know, some lower level boxer groups that teachers were in and they just kind of like saved the transcripts for me um, okay. so that they could talk about the the conversation that they were having or it was main like a lot of them lurked more mm -hmm. than they talked but through the lurking they were able to gain some skills and strategies for stuff that they could incorporate in their classroom or they would throw out a question or two and people in that voxel group you know answer back or help them out and a lot of that was highlighted in my research mm -hmm. did you look at a certain school year or the period of several years Oh, no, it was, our time frame was like maybe 10 weeks. I think we did okay. like 10 weeks, like 10, 11 weeks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was, it was, uh, you know, short snapshot in time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you um, received your doctorate then in November of 2020. And so mm -hmm. you had that as you were going into your principalship uh, for the first time. So uh, did you feel like uh, getting the doctorate in educational leadership prepared you well for that change from AP to principal? I think it did because it showed me to that you can rely on research when, when in doubt, I knew how to go find certain things mm -hmm. um, where I wasn't just stomped and just would stop at, well, I don't know. And just like crying or boohooing. I had the I had the grind and the wherewithal to know how to go out there and get the information or find information or connect with other people and just how to look at different pieces of research, but marry the research with reality. Cause uh as a leader, we just can't you just can't look at the research mm -hmm. at face value. You gotta know how that how that research can factor into what you're doing in your specific situation. Mm -hmm. But I think it I think it helped me out a lot in it like one of the biggest things for me with getting a doctorate was I never, like, I never know where my career is going to lead me. And that doctorate can help get me into some, some, some doors or spaces with other doctors where, um, you know, I got some, some of the same credentials you do or did some of the same research you do. And if I ever want to become a superintendent or whatever the case may be, or even adjunct at the, at the college level, I have those credentials that kind of back me up. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's good to have that to fall back on, even if it, you don't need it for your current position, you're looking towards the future. So yeah. <laughs> same here as well. Um, so I wanted to talk about just uh, work as a principal in general in Delaware, because your previous district, um, uh, it was, uh, you had a lot of work with Dr. Joe uh, Jones and uh, TJ Very who I had on the podcast uh, a while back and how they focus a lot on personalized PD, uh, a little bit of what you did for your research. Um, so um, what is your philosophy kind of on supporting teachers with that personalized PD? And what have you learned uh, from your work uh, and just how they support principals in the state of Delaware? So um, with the personalized PD, I kind of like, I don't like, preach it to everybody I feel certain I feel people out and those that I see that really want to get after it like that 
then mm-hmm. that's when we start having them conversations. I start throwing them some nuggets. Um, I haven't quite done it in my new school yet because since being there since February, it's just been trying to support and get teachers all on one page and get our whole school to where we need to go. But overall, my philosophy is I'm always dropping some nuggets. Um, anytime I'm presenting or doing a faculty meet or something, I always try to drop some nuggets of something mm-hmm. that I learned from somebody else and, and paying homage or citing that person and basically stating, um, you know, someone from my PLN on Vox or Twitter or somebody I connect with. Um, and then it just kind of intrigues people like, whoa, where are he getting some of this stuff from? Yeah. And yeah, and it kind of like gives them like something to go look at. Like I'll, I'll shoot out certain podcasts or talk about them in certain groups. Like a lot, a lot of my connecting with teachers is one-on-one. Like if you're in my office and we're talking about something, I'm a we, I'm a weave something in. Like just recently, um, one of my current teachers that I serve, um, she she had stopped by to talk about it was something dealing with a couple of her first grade kids that she wanted to try some things with. And we got to talk and she's like, Don't you got a podcast? I'm like, Yeah. So we're we're talking, and I'm talking about some PD and I'm getting excited. And then she just drops, like, okay, you, you might need to connect with a member of my family. And she told me one of her mm-hmm. family members mm-hmm. out in a different state that has a podcast. So like that was a connection there. So that really helped my professional relationship with her. Like, okay, like she. Like she's connected with somebody that does some outside of the box stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, just dro- just dropping those seeds and um, and then uh, let me lean back to you know Dr. Vary and uh, Joe Jones, Joe, uh, Joe Jones, superintendent in the neighboring district I was in, and then Dr. Vary was assistant superintendent. So it was great to they do what's called um, oh, why am I look? It's a it's getting late even I'm drawing a blank on their PD, but it was like once or twice a month. Schoolhouse 302, is that? Yeah, they got Schoolhouse 302, but it's it's a, it's another platform that they would do, um, that they would do, uh, like maybe once or twice a a month. And a lot of like newer leaders, um, would Mm -hmm. get on there as a part of the program, but I always would go on there to support them because I'm like, these are two people from my state. That's really, really trying to do it big and think outside the box and put enough in the atmosphere of personalized PD, something different from what their districts are offering to help aspiring leaders and educators in the state. So I always jumped on there to support them. And um, I always liked the guests that they would have. And, you know, I, I got I got some free books out to deal sometimes because they always raffle mm-hmm. off books. They always raffle off books at the end and I'm a geek on stuff like that. So yeah. they, they, they really promote um, different ways of looking at different aspects in education and they promote Hey, step outside the box and go learn something new. And it's all going to help you grow. But at the end, it's about kids going to the next level. Mm-hmm. And if you're mm-hmm. going to the next level, you can take kids with you. So their yeah. work along with, because they do a lot of work with uh, another uh, Delaware L- educator, mm-hmm. Principal L too. So yeah. all, all three of them, like I, I dig into their work because they're all, they're all about learning and growing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think also just them um, working alongside others uh, that we're also connected to kind of nationwide, you know, people like Danny Bauer and how, um, you know, it's not just about who um, is in your state or who's leading your district, right? It's really um, when people like uh, Joe Jones and TJ Berry 
promote like, hey, listen to this podcast or read this book from this thought leader. Uh, you know, you can learn so much more. Like you were saying, there are some people at your school who, you know, say, hey, you do you have a podcast, but like not everybody's read some of the books, right? And, and just being able to promote that and have teachers self-select, right? It's not just it's- about the book that the school might be reading in their PLCs. It's about broadening your high horizons, maybe taking place in Twitter chats in this day and age. There's still a lot of people that don't take place in either boxer groups or Twitter chats or you know, are connected with other educators throughout the U.S. and Canada on uh, Facebook even. So I think that's just a, you know, it's a resource of uh, information that, you know, I think more people could could dive into. You know, I, I, I think it's funny. It's like, and I told somebody this, yeah. when you're involved in personalized PD and you're connecting in different mediums, the United, I'm going to just use the United States. I ain't even going to talk about the world. The yeah. United States is like humongous. And these platforms are connecting with people can cause things to seem so much more centralized. Mm-hmm, like, for mm-hmm. example, if let's say if I'm having a problem with, OK, I'm tired of doing my master schedule this way mm-hmm. and me and my team need to do something different. Whereas some principals that are local that may not be connected, they're like stomped and then they're, they're only asking like maybe three or four or five people and then maybe three or four, four or five teachers in their building that if none of them are doing anything outside the box, they got the same kind of way of thinking. But you take mm-hmm. somebody like me, if I'm trying to do something different, my master schedule and I'm going on a podcast, I'm going on to teach better podcasts or any mediums and I'm looking for that information. Let's say I'm listening to Principal L or Sheldon Akins or uh, Principal Cafele or Adam Welcome or mm-hmm. uh, Superintendent San Filippo. Like, I can gain so much more. And then when you're doing something different that's working and people around you, like, like where'd you get that from? Mm-hmm. I ain't make it up. I just was smart enough to know that I don't have all the answers, but I got people that I follow on Twitter or Instagram or their podcast where I delve into their work and I can take bits and pieces from each one of them and incorporate it in my practice. Like I, I tell anybody, I don't have a lot of original bones in my body, but what I do, <laughs> what I do, what I, what I do got sense stuff know is I know people like Danny Bauer or people that I connect yeah. with in the mastermind <laughs> or people that I've met in uh, NESP, um, I met a lot of good um, principals out in Minnesota that I'm still connected with. Like I'm learning from everybody, so yeah. I'm bringing I'm bringing this stuff back to Delaware, and it's like this ain't rocket science to me. I'm just smart enough to realize that yeah. when I'm at all these conferences, I'm I'm exchanging phone numbers, yeah. I'm exchanging emails, I'm exchanging Twitter handles, and I'm staying connected. I'm following, and I'm like, oh, they doing that at their school, yeah. Like, like at my last school, that's how I met um uh the author Dennis Matthew. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. we connect, he did a did a virtual at my school, and people were like, how you know him? Like, virtually, like we yeah. just connected. Like, it, it it's so many different mediums out here where school shouldn't be stagnant. Like you could come up with something new because school people love to share what they're doing. If you yeah. throw something in the atmosphere and say, hey, what's the best fundraising idea your school done? Man, you you might get you might get you might get ten responses within ten minutes. Like really. Mm-hmm. And you can you can go with any of them, like yeah, no, and that's a simple question. You can get a lot. It's a it's a lot easier than trying to you know maybe read a book or 
you know, discussing that in your staff meeting for a half an hour, right? It's just putting a question out there in, in a group online and you get a lot of ideas. So yeah, no, I, I think, yeah, like I said, it's untapped potential. A lot of people still aren't using, but like you said, if you, if you need ideas, if you want questions answered, it's not about reinventing the wheel. It's just it about reaching out. <laughs> it is not for real. Mm-hmm. So as I mentioned, you have a podcast called the Squad Builder Podcast. Uh, so you started it recently. It's also on the Teach Better Podcast Network. So why did you start the podcast and what is this mission? Well, my mission was when I first became a principal, and I'm being vulnerable right now, mm-hmm. I know that I'm different. I'm not going to be like any other principal. So you put me in that box and mm-hmm. you one of my teachers, you're going to be disappointed every every day of the week because I'm not going to be like nobody else. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't want to be like anybody else because being like a lot, being like what's being like the norm is what got schools yeah. in this predicament is what got education in this predicament. And that's mm-hmm. not, that's not knocking nobody. It's just being real, being the norm of the leaders that me and you had when we were students mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is not going to get schools to where we need to be to be able to compete globally. So that's the first thing I tell people. Uh, if you're looking forward to me to be like what you're used to, you might not want to come work for me because I'm going to be a little yeah. different. Um, yeah. And that and the first thing that start with started with with is being um, building a team that their strengths are my weaknesses and mm-hmm. vice versa, and building a team that doesn't have to be micromanaged every minute of the day. Um, and also building a team where people that are not wanting to come into education or ready to get out of education, one, you reignite that fire because of your leadership is contagious, or those people that, those kids or high school students that somebody told them that they would be a good teacher and they say, nah, teachers don't make money. Um, mm-hmm. them seeing you doing some things in education, they thought, oh, I could do that. That's pretty cool. And then showing them how they can do other things to to supplement, to get over that hump of educators don't make no money. So the Squad Builder podcast in a nutshell is all about the mission of reducing this teacher shortage. Also, those students that are, we got a lot of, we got a lot of kids on campuses that are freshmen and sophomores still walking around with undeclared majors. And some mm-hmm. of them probably could be great teachers. So that's another area that my podcast um, strives to hit on, as well as I also strive to look at people that are doing things outside of education in other sectors and they're building and maintaining highly effective teams. And it's like, they're doing some things in other sectors where they're not having the teacher shortages and they're taking care of people. How can we, as school leaders, um, superintendents, principals, assistant principals, um, how can department chairs, how can we do the same thing in education to build and strengthen our teams? Um, I know mm-hmm. I got I got to find this because it was something that was putting up, putting the atmosphere today. And I don't know when you're going to drop this podcast, but this was uh, I found it profound. Um Mark Abraham, and I think everybody knows Mark Abraham out there mm-hmm. doing it. Uh, he he put something on social media today, and it said, school leaders, this summer, don't be afraid to think outside of the box with regards mm-hmm. to finding staff. Do your own recruiting. Don't just wait on HR to send you candidates. Go find your own people. Whatever it takes, whatever it takes mindset, let's go. And mm-hmm. 
not to steal his words, but his his words resonate and go right into the mission of the Squad Builder podcast. Like I um I'm not waiting on my HR department to um say, mm-hmm. hey, come work at Robinson. It's a good place to be. Dr. Phillips and his AP, Mr. Border, they're good to work for. Mm-hmm. I ain't waiting on that. Um I got I got a great staff member that um does a lot for our social media. She put so much out there and our school is really trending upward with kids wanting to be there, parents loving our mission. And I had people reaching out like, I like what you're doing. If uh, if you have some openings, I'm going to come work for you. Mm-hmm. And it's not even about them trying to leave where they currently are. It's about people really want to grab a hold of something that is really doing some great things for kids and something out of the norm. Like, let's be honest, there's a lot of bored teachers out there. Um mm-hmm. We, we we need to make schools places like ooh it's not boring over there and then we yeah. know it's not it's not gonna be fun and hunky dory every day like it's gonna be some hard and heavy lifting but I'm always looking for for I'm always looking for positive people like when I look I, I'll tell anybody this I think sometimes um, school leaders or hiring managers or whatever look too much at how people are answering their questions mm-hmm. like some people just know how to interview. But are those people the best people that we need to be putting in front of your kids or the best people that are going to click with the personalities of um, their leaders? Because I'll tell you right now, there are some people that interview very, very well. But if you're uh, if you're an educator and you need your principal to lay out X, Y and Z on a daily basis Mm -hmm. um, or you can't think on your feet. I'm not a person to work for. I'm just just a realist, like, and uh, I'm not the leader to work for if um, whining or complaining you think is going to get you your way because Mm -hmm. me and my AP, once we're locked in on a mission and a vision and the kids are at the center of it, that whining and complaining got to go. Like, uh, I'll I'll do all that whining, gossiping, complaint, like, that, that type of environment don't you, you don't, you don't want to, you don't, you don't want to work for me. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, that's not, that's not the mission of how, how you treat your staff or want the environment at your school. And like you're saying, you're the outside the box leader who's looking for staff in different places, not necessarily taking staff who have the scripted answer to the interview question. Right. So, yep. um, you know, and then that becomes a place that, you know, the staff thrive at because it's that environment of people who want to be there because of how you're leading the school and how your dynamic is as a principal. So, yeah. And I was going to mention, I saw, you know, I didn't even know you changed schools until I saw your, your social media <laughs> post where you were looking, <laughs> you're trying to recruit through social media and there's not a lot of principals that do that. I mean, I was a department chair like eight years ago and we needed a Spanish teacher and, um, you know, I put stuff out on social media, but, you know, HR wasn't doing that, you know, and I'm like, well, you can put, you can try to recruit people other ways, you know, you can't just follow the same old, same old. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. Now let's get back to the episode. Thank you. Yeah, like I and and I and I think it's another thing too. Like people that come work for me know one. I'm not. Uh, what's the best? Hmm, what's the best way to say it? I'm not. I'm I'm a family oriented person. Like 
if you gonna come to me and you know, I think we've all worked for people whereas they want to know every aspect of your personal life. Like if you if you like if school if you're supposed to be work at 825 and an emergency happens at 730 and you need to be out that day, unless you're gonna tell me every every aspect, I'm gonna trust you to be a professional and mm-hmm. that it's a true emergency. Yeah. I don't need to know a bunch of details. Like I'm not one of them people that um one of those leaders that needs to know every aspect of your life. Like if you tell me this emergency, I'm gonna trust, I'm gonna trust that um you're telling me the truth. And it, because if you're not, it's gonna come out in the wash later. So I'm not yeah. I'm not running down like trying to micromanage people. And if you come to confide in me about a personal issue of why you need to be off, when you leave my office, nobody else is gonna know. Like I like if if a staff member comes to me and they tell me the reason why they need to take days off and it's a personal reason, unless they tell me I could tell my assistant principal, I'm not even doing that. Like people need a leader that's going to be confidential. And that's all about when it comes to build, building teams like I'm going I'm going to recruit on social media. I'm going to say, come come to David E. Robinson because. It may not look like it now, but trust me, we're gonna be the best elementary school in Delaware. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm adamant about that. Like, like, like the the families I serve and the kids. Why wouldn't you want a principal striving to have the best school in the state? Like, don't you want to be home and you and when your 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 sisters and stuff come by and your your nieces and nephews playing with your kids and they're like, oh, you go to Robinson. Oh man, like y'all really doing it there? Like who who might want to brag that their kids go to the best school in the state? Like I know there's some lofty goals, but I'm I'm putting them out there because yeah. I just seen the things that my kids in the school can do, and I'm like, ooh, we on the brink of greatness. Yeah, yeah, and also putting it out there on social media. You know, and I think that's the best strategy. Like you're putting out the positive things about what's going on at your school, uh, so you know that gives people no time to like say naysay like because if if there's not positive things going on about your school there's a lot of naysaying and there's a lot of negative comments that could come out about some schools where you know there is not no presence on social media it's like meeting the community where they're at and it might be instagram it might it might not be facebook it's like finding out like where where do they access their their information <laughs> and, I, and i think it's also too about like when you build a team being who mm-hmm. you say you being who you say you are um like that that that's huge and that's from mm-hmm. the leader standpoint and the teacher standpoint so the squad builder podcast we're going to be going in so many different ways and having so many different people on mm-hmm. um because every guest i've had so far i'm learning and growing from them and like every guest is something i've been able to take from them and incorporate into my practice so like i said mm-hmm. Uh, why I try to bump my head against the, the wall and try to think that I'm the most original person there is out here when I got all these people that just throwing me nuggets and I'm just yeah yeah and, and being a podcast guest like you're learning that start having started your podcast recently but the three years that I've had my podcast is like yeah I've gotten so much PD and I've gotten so many nuggets of wisdom from these people I've talked to and put out the content, but like, it's, it's a PD for me, right? It's just, exactly. You know. <laughs> so, no, it I'm, is. Glad, I'm glad that you took that, you know, and, and started your own as well. And, you know, I think we've had a great conversation today around leadership, around uh, personalized uh, PD, um, you know, finding uh, just what you can learn more from that's not necessarily in your school or in your district. And, um, 
really seeking, seeking information from others um, via social media. Out of everything we talked about on the podcast, what's one thing you'd like listeners to remember? Mm, so, so much. I think um, I want to go back to that trenches part. Like we all go have our trenches yeah. experience, but I think when we're in the trenches, using that time to learn and grow as much as possible and just keeping a smile on your face while you're under trenches, like everybody shouldn't know like that you're in the trenches. Um, people shouldn't even know that was your trenches experience until later. Like maybe if you yeah. talk about it or you putting it in a book or whatever, like it, you shouldn't be wearing it where everybody, <laughs> everybody sees a look of defeat on you. Like just don't, just don't, don't wear your trenches experience. Like yeah. save that trenches experience for, for the talk about it or not even wear it, but talk about it later because it's really, because when you talk about it later, somebody is going to be going through something that, that needs it right at that time. So like not wearing that, that, that look on your face yeah. while you're going through yeah, yeah, or your demeanor. Yeah, no, I totally get that because, you know, there's going to be ups and downs and that's why I started the podcast because every educator has their ups and downs, but it's like learning from that. And it could take a long time if you're you know going through like a job search, like you mentioned, um, you know, if you're dealing with a, um, maybe a negative colleague or something as a trench. And, uh, but it's like, you know, looking at the bright side, trying to see the silver lining, right? Despite <laughs> exactly. the hardship, right? Despite like, what are you learning from the, the applications that you're putting in from the interviews that you're doing, things like that. Well, where can people connect with you and find you online and um, listen to this quad federal podcast? So you can find me on Twitter at JAPhillips0722. Um, you can find me on Instagram at, because I'm, I'm starting to use that a lot more too. That's uh, DRJAPhillips0722. Uh, you can also find me on LinkedIn. I'm starting to try to use that platform more. Um, that's Dr. Gerard Phillips Sr. on there. Of course, on Facebook, you can look me up as uh, Gerard Phillips. And you can find me on there. You see my, you'll see the same, um, the same headshot, same profile pics. That so that way you know who is who it is. Um, those are the main platforms that I'm really trying to trying to be fa- trying to be found on. And uh, of course, subscribe and listen to the Squad Builder podcast. And not just that, just look at all the different podcasts on the Teach Better uh, net, podcast network. Like you can stay on, you can stay on that page and have PD for days. Like yeah. it's like if you don't want, if even if you don't listen to the radio, like you could just you could just pull that up and just like like I, I recommend all of them. So like just find me on the Teach Better network and listen to listen to this platform, this podcast, as well as mine. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like, I was just thinking back because there's like 40, 40 different podcasts on the Teach Better Network. And I was thinking back to a few days uh, about six, seven weeks ago, we had some testing days. So I had a lot of office time to to complete work, (laughs) you know, and I, you know, I like to listen to podcasts while I'm working. And usually like I'll get in like the principal Cafele, um, you know, Saturday morning thing, like it takes a couple days during the week to listen that. But like those few days where I was like mostly at my desk, there was a lot of 
listening to podcasts on the Teach Better Network. Because <laughs> like you said, you can listen for days. There's so many episodes and so many podcasts that are great to hear yeah, it's, it's, it's funny you said that about Principal Cafele's uh, Saturdays because I don't know anybody that if you don't, if you listen to Principal Cafele enough, Mm-hmm. you're going to gain so many nuggets that you're going to walk it into some type of job. Like you just, uh-huh. because it's going to, it's going to become, a, if you really take in the stuff that he really puts out there and you just like, even if you're in the classroom and you're like, okay, mm-hmm. I want to be AP. Even if it takes you two, three years, if you're listening to that podcast on the regular, his platforms on the regular, and you're incorporating them things, even inside of your classroom or in informal leadership ways in your school, you're, you're going to, you're going to get a job over somebody else. That's, that's not doing that. I, I can guarantee you that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's just a pleasure to hear him talk to other leaders and uh, hear from um, their voices um, on equity and just uh, things that are going on in, in the education today. So I've had a few of his guests on my podcast as well. Well, it's been great talking That's to awesome. you today. Um, you know, and I hope to uh, connect again soon and I'll definitely put the links out there, um, in the show notes for, uh, your podcast and your links for social media. Have a great rest of your evening. You too. My book out of the trenches, stories of resilient educators has now been published. You can access it through Amazon. You can buy it at the road to awesome website, or you can get it through my website at danagoodier.com. Please leave a review and you can also access it on Kindle. Check out the show notes on danagoodier.com to learn more about this guest and links to their social media. Please subscribe, share, rate, and review wherever you download this podcast. Tell your friends and colleagues about it. And if this episode resonates, especially with you, be sure to share it out on social media and tag me at Out of Trenches PC. Mm-hmm.